Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the podcast, we're back with our director of marketing, Michael Ashford. He's joining us to talk about creating a successful hybrid office model, which is a model we've been using for years. Because of this, we know a few things and have learned even more throughout the pandemic. We created a guide that helps you learn how to set your company up for success with a hybrid office model. And Michael shares some of what we've learned, what the guide covers, and important considerations to creating a successful hybrid office model. Enjoy the episode. Well, Michael, welcome back to the podcast. Great to be here, Sarah. Now, we're talking about creating a successful hybrid office model. And for anyone who has not heard our earlier episodes, what was our in-office model like pre-COVID? Right. Pre-COVID, we were... It feels, it feels so long ago, but what was it like? <laughs> you know, we were we wrote this guide that, that we're going to be talking about, and we, we wanted to talk about this episode because pre-COVID, we were in a hybrid office environment here at the receptionist anyway. So we thought, what better opportunity do we have than to help so many of the other, other companies that are going through this same situation kind of get up to speed on what it means to be in a hybrid situation. So uh, yes, if you haven't listened to past episodes of this show, we were one week in the office and one week remote, quote unquote, or, or out of the office. And that was really set up to accommodate our CEO, Andy Alsop, and the fact that he lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, actually full-time and was commuting back and forth between Denver, where we're based, and his home in Santa Fe. So when he was in the office, we were in the office. When he was, um, you know, back home in New Mexico, we most of us, I would say, were were uh, at our own houses, and that wasn't always I- immediately the case. There was some free flowing there, but yeah, that was that was kind of our our habits before this, and certainly those things have changed over the last what is it now. 19 months, 20 months, (laughs) something like that. I've lost count. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we were really, you know, it's hard to say, but we were prepared in some ways when COVID happened to be able to transition to a fully remote team, which many businesses had to do. And that was brand new to them. So since we are 19 months in (laughs) and we are not fully remote anymore, which we're excited about share with our listeners, what our in office time looks like now. It's still very uh, free flowing. You know, we'll have, we have some folks like Zach, who's a new hire, who I don't believe has been on this, this uh, show yet. And we have rain who's also a new hire in our CX department. They don't, they go into the office more than I think uh, the the old timers here. <laughs> you can call it that, but we do. It is over the last really since the vaccines started coming out. That's when people started to feel a little bit better about going into the office. And oh my gosh, I I cannot wait to get out of this room that I've been in for you know over a year now, staring at the wall in front of me and listening to my dogs play in the background. Like so, it's it's still free flowing. Some weeks we've got people in the office. Some weeks are pretty barren. 
it's just kind of up to people's Andy even has started making trips back and forth, not nearly as frequently, but he started, started making trips back up to Denver. And we've even held some in-person meetings as a, as an entire team. Our last uh, quarterly meeting, we actually held that in person for the first time in, in a long time. And, and at the same time, always making accommodations that if you're not comfortable, and we do have some folks who we're not comfortable being in, in person, I'm not going to name names, but uh, that's their prerogative. We respect that. And so we make the appropriate accommodations. And that's one of the things we talk about in our, our guide. Yeah. I love that, you know, you call it free flowing, that we're still in sort of this unknown time as we are still navigating through COVID, but I love how it really does allow for, yeah, the people who are maybe over being at home and want to have some social aspect to their work and they feel comfortable, they can come in. And the people who maybe are thriving and loving being at home or still their comfort level doesn't uh, permit them to feel good about coming back yet, you really do allow for that. So I think that's that's a great place to, to start our conversation from is really respecting where people are at. And we know that we can work fully remotely. Not all right. of us love it, but it, but it works and we've been doing it well. But if we, yeah, if we think back to pre-COVID, which again, feels so long ago, and to where we are now, we've learned a lot about, and we know a lot about being successful at a hybrid office model. So what have we learned? Share with our listeners about what helps it be successful. There, there's a few things that we cover in the guide, but, but something that I think a lot of companies who perhaps didn't really flow with the remote work environment or the hybrid work environment pre-pandemic, something that they're probably noticing and dealing with is flexible start and end times. People wake up at and people's commutes into the office are all sorts of different. And if we're all getting into the office, let's say at 8 a.m., then you have people starting their days, quote unquote, at very different times. And in a remote or hybrid environment, people have a little bit more flexibility over you know when they wake up and when they choose to sit down at their computer because they don't have the commute. They don't have the specific time where they've got to clock in. So one of the things we've definitely learned is more and more companies are instituting flexible start and end times to your work. And they're grading job performance more on outcomes, like specific outcomes of the role rather than butts in the seat. And to the other side of that, that's talking about the employees on the manager or leadership side, you've got to reset performance, performance expectations. If, if part of performance expectations in the past were butts in the seat, time spent in front of or sitting at your desk, well, that's very different. That looks very, very different in a hybrid environment, right? Right. Well, and I think we could even challenge, is that the best way to look at employee performance anyway? Because someone could be very efficient and not need to have their butt in the seat for the traditional eight hours. And if you require them to they might get a little distracted and less productive versus if you're giving them that flexibility, they can really just be productive with that time and feel like it's okay that I'm not there right at 8am or 8.30. So I think there's, there's a lot of value to that outside of just this hybrid model anyway. And I, I read a study just this last week that said in a typical eight hour day, your average employee is like really productive about two hours and 27 minutes oh. of that eight hour day. <laughs> Can that be improved by working remotely or going hybrid? Some people say, yes, I'm more productive at home. Can it also be, can it also go down? <laughs> well, yeah, 
And that's why, again, you've got to measure off of performance outcomes rather than simply time, time, like time is no longer, I think in this new world that we're in time, unless you're an hourly employee, right? Uh, Time is no longer an indicator of your performance as much as it used to be. And another thing that we talk about in our guide that, that we want to caution companies on, we just talked about the free flowing nature of, of our business right now. There's this term that we're all coming to be familiar with, which is called proximity bias. And proximity bias tells us that we believe that the people that we can see and interact with face-to-face are inherently more productive than the people that we can't, that we can't see. And so you have this world where if you've got employees that are more comfortable coming into the office and other employees that are not or still very comfortable working remotely, you as a manager and as a leader have to be very careful to not think that those people that I see in the office that I know are going into the office, that they're not inherently doing more than the people who are at home. That's not necessarily true. And that's a level of bias that we as leaders have to recognize. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about how you can set your team members up for success with this model. Obviously, sort of what they end up doing with it is a lot on them. But as managers, as leaders, how are you setting team members up to be successful? I think one of the things that we talk about that that has to get done, and and more and more people are understanding this, is you have to be very diligent, uh, diligent about including everyone. That you are not being, again, I'll use the word biased towards in-person, in-office, perks, benefits, opportunities. Like I said, we just had our first quarterly um, quarterly meeting as a company where the majority of the team was in the same room. We were spread out. We were socially distanced. Those who wanted to wear a mask wore a mask. And we also made the appropriate accommodations as best we can. And we're still all figuring this out, right? Yeah. <laughs> But we made, we tried really hard to make the appropriate accommodations for the folks. The, I, I want to say there were four people that were remote in that meeting, four or five. And so making sure that they have every opportunity to contribute during meetings, to know and hear, like even just hear what's going on. That's something that we've struggled with is in those big team meetings where it's a larger room because you want to be spread out. It can be really hard to hear everyone. So working to make that uh, a better possibility, set your team up for success. I also think being aware and acknowledging meeting burnout, like Zoom meeting burnout, online meeting burnout, or, or let's, let's be agnostic here, uh, Teams or, or whatever other yeah. setup, you know, setup that you're using to manage your online meetings. Be aware that the people online are going to be a way, they're going to get burned out way more than the people uh, who are in person. I love the meme. I don't know if you've seen it, Sarah, that it was like, it's a guy just kind of sitting down bored in a meeting, like yet another meeting that could have been an email. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Cognizant of those things. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I think something else that comes to mind for me as well is because we were hybrid before we understood that work happens at home. It happens at the office. And I think for a lot of businesses, they shifted from it all happened here at the office to now you need to be able to work from home. And if now you're allowing your team to come back and forth, making sure everyone has the right equipment, the right access, you know, it, it makes me think of like when you were a kid in school and you're like, but I forgot my book today or my notes are there, you know, you're traveling back and forth and you don't always have the things. 
So considering how you can make that easy for your team so that they can be successful and they're not, you know, twiddling their thumbs now when they're in the office because they're like, well, I left that really important piece of information back at my home earlier today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, another thing that I mentioned that we do talk about in the guide is the importance of gathering feedback. Like when you're just passing someone face-to-face in the office or in the hallway and they make an off, like just an offhand comment about something that subconsciously you take as feedback, you got to be diligent about going out and specifically collecting that from people who are working uh, remote, whether that's full-time remote or hybrid for you know that week. You got to be diligent about making sure that people are are uh, set up for success and and gathering feedback in uh, specific ways, so you can bridge the gap between the people that hey, I'm passing you in the hallway. Uh, by the way, the office chair is broken. Don't sit in that one. Well, my office chair at home might be really broken. And, you know, so I'm, I'm doing everything from the kitchen table and it's loud and it's distracting because, you know, this week the kids are at, you know, having Thanksgiving or they're on Thanksgiving break, right? So yeah. make sure that your employees have the same opportunities, benefits, perks, and, and availability of feedback is uh, some, some really key touch points. Absolutely. So you've, you've touched on this guide that we have created and just released. So tell us a little bit more about it and a little bit more about what it covers. Yeah, I think I mentioned it in the beginning. You know, we've, we've done this for a while as, as a team here at the receptionist. And so with so many companies figuring out what it looks like to go remote or to work in a hybrid setup, we figured, Hey, why not? teach what we know. <laughs> this is what we do all the time. And we don't do it perfectly, not by any means, but we also have a lot of cited studies and a lot of cited um, articles in there to kind of show how people are thinking about returning to the office. A lot of people are talking about going hybrid rather than fully back in the office or fully remote. And so we want to just share what we know, what we've experienced, things to think about, that uh, are, are going to be relevant to anybody considering this. I know a lot of, you know, we're recording this in November of 2021. A lot of companies are aiming for January 2022, perhaps as their date to return to the office or go hybrid. And so, you know, the more information we feel we can get out there and, and help people out, the the better for us and and really everyone, actually. Yeah, Absolutely. And now we don't usually talk about our product much on the podcast. We like to focus on other things like culture and what's going on. But the receptionist for iPad can play a really important part in a hybrid office model. So what are some of the best use cases for our product with the model we've been talking about? One of the words that we've experienced a lot over the last 19 months is contact tracing, right? Yeah. Knowing who's in the office and when you know we work out of a very large co-working space and you know every couple of weeks we get an email from the the ownership group saying somebody tested positive uh, you know on the second floor it's one of the companies on the second floor that's all the information that we can give you and so you perhaps want to know what employees were in the office that day cuz i don't know about you sarah but i don't remember what i did day to day right yeah You're like was i in was i out i i don't know yeah so our, our system does have an employee check-in, check-out functionality where it can kind of serve as a pseudo time card of understanding when you came into the building and when you, when you left. And, you know, our companies that do that, that use our system for that are specifically asking and looking for 
in for the most part, contact tracing. They want to know if somebody tests positive, who else do I need to notify that day? I don't know that that's ever going away. I don't right. know if that's, I mean. Yeah, I was going to say that feels like a long-term benefit yeah. because yeah, as we, if we think back to the episodes when we first started, you know, hearing about COVID, it was like, oh, well, how long will this last? We'll check back. Well, we're still here. So yeah, I think that's one of those things that we're going to need and gives um, a layer of comfort to know that the company that you work for and the space you're in, that they will be able to communicate with you to let you know, yeah, you were in fact here on this particular day. And and now you know what steps you may need to take. So yeah, I think that's something, unfortunately, that is going to be around for a while. But fortunately, we have a, a solution for. Exactly. I mean, uh data and information is is going to be power moving forward right and the more you know the more you have access to quickly let people know uh hopefully the better health outcomes come of yeah. that so a couple other things that immediately come to mind are you know our system is set up so that you can uh have you can set backups so if you're not in the office or you don't respond to a message because perhaps you're not there that day then it can go to a backup person who perhaps is there or you know somebody who's it, you set that each week or, or however you want to set it up to where, oh my gosh, I didn't go into the office this week, but somebody comes in perhaps with a delivery. Let's say you ordered something for your office there at work and it's, it's there. Well, you can set a backup notification so your delivery is not sitting at the front desk or <laughs> as often the case gets lost somewhere. So those backup notifications are going to be big for a lot of our customers and, and folks using the receptionist for iPad and uh, two-way communication. You know, let's say that you are not there in the office or you're working hybrid and somebody checks in to see you and, oh my gosh, I forgot that I was supposed to go into the office today. Well, you, we have two-way communication, so you can text right from your phone, right back to the iPad. I'm so sorry. I'm not in the office today, or I'm driving in and I forgot that I have to leave, you know, 20 minutes earlier because of yeah. traffic. So I'll be there in 15 minutes. Just sit tight the ability to correspond back to someone who's checked in if you're not there in the office can also be a really big benefit for for folks using our system. Yeah, that one came to mind for me too because I could see on, you know, the visitors end, they may not remember, "Oh, my appointment was virtual today or it was in person." And then they show up expecting you there and you're not because your appointment was not actually in person. So I think that's great to be able to get that communication and detail figured out very quickly. And then you can move to a resolution that works for everybody. Exactly. Yep. Fully agree. So again, we've been doing this for a while. Um, Pre-COVID, it looked a little different. We've learned a lot. We've layered in some, some of that learning for ourselves and we're sharing it with others. Any final thoughts or considerations for companies who are or will be using a hybrid office model? Well, here at The Receptionist, it's ingrained in just who we are as a company because that's how we've always operated. But we understand that many companies are not that way. And that's the, the underscoring point of our guide and, and why we're doing this episode is you've got to be intentional about these things uh, because people can get lost in the shuffle. Uh, employees can feel disconnected. If you're not intentional about feedback and perks and opportunities and, and managing meeting burnout and all the things that we've talked about and, and everything that we discuss in the guide, uh, you've, you've got to be intentional about these things. If you're a company going from one extreme to even just the hybrid guide, let's, let's not talk about fully remote because honestly, at that point, 
you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is, but yeah. in that hybrid world, there are some things that you, you do have to consider to make sure employees feel valued, uh, taken care of, and that even the people walking into your office who are your guests and your visitors and, and dropping off deliveries that they're set up for success as well. And like we just talked about, that's one of the things that our system can do. So just be, be deliberate, put a, put a plan in place. And I'd be remiss as the marketing director to say, start with di- downloading our hybrid office guide. So you, you got a good jumping off point to, to learn from us and, and other folks we cited. Absolutely. And we will link to that in the show notes because I'm sure people's interest has been piqued and they want to learn more. So Michael, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing about how we've created a successful hybrid office model and how others can do the same. Thank you much, Sarah. Thank you for listening to our episode today. If you'd like to watch a recording of the episode or to download our guide, Back to Work in a Hybrid Environment, please visit us at thereceptionist.com.